fantasy disc golf fans, and welcome to Chill This Day's a Sports Ethos Presentation. I am your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill This Days. And I would like to officially welcome you to episode number 15 of Chill This Days. And on today's episode, I got myself uh, pumped up a little bit on my last show and got excited to really get geared up for the season. So on today's show, we are going to get into some strategy for Survivor Leagues and do a little early season strategy session. Um, Just kind of look at what to be on the lookout for early in the season, what we're going to be looking out for and maybe some moves we can make in fantasy in the early part of the season to get us prepped for a full year of fantasy success so i think like with the survivor picks i know i definitely want to do survivor picks uh throughout throughout the year before every event but i think having a strategy ahead of time is a good is a good idea so you can kind of have an idea of what players you want to target at certain events and then certainly before the events we'll be looking at momentum and kind of see where these players are at in the season to see if we will want to proceed with making those picks that we kind of outlined at the beginning of the year but I really think having a strategy for your survivor picks at the at the beginning of the year is is really solid so that you you know don't don't like use some of those big guys early if, if you don't need to, if you have a good feeling about another player that you can use. So uh, I did reach out to Johnny V to see if FPO will have Survivor Leagues this year. I will be doing um, MPO and FPO picks for Survivor Leagues. I know last year they just had MPO, but um, I think it'd be fun to do FPO even if they don't have it. So we will get into some early survivor picks kind of our schedule on what we're looking at so we will start off and this will be my uh, first year doing the survivor league so um, with with the survivor leagues essentially what you're doing is you are picking a one player for that event and you need them to finish top 15 to kind of survive to move on to the to the next week and you can't reuse any of your picks so that's why I think it's important to kind of have an idea ahead of time of where you're targeting certain players and then and then adjust going forward. So um, starting off with the Las Vegas challenge, I'm going with on the MPO side, I'm going to go with Drew Gibson. Um, obviously, he won the event last year going against Gannon Burr. But I think if you look at Drew's history at the event he had he won it last year he got sixth place in 2021 he had 20th in 2019 got fifth place in 2018 um 36th in 2017 when it was the gentleman's club challenge and then fourth in 2015 so i just think like las vegas you could also i'm looking at guys like Nate Sexton has had success there. I know he won the event in 2010, or excuse me, 2020. Uh, Calvin Heimberg had some success there. He got third place the last 
two years, was 10th in 2020, um, won the event in 2019. So he could be a solid pick. I know um, I know Johnny V is definitely under the survivor strategy, definitely using some of the bigger names early. But I kind of want to save Calvin for later. Um, I have him targeted for a later event I really want to use him for. So I think Drew is the pick that I want to use for Las Vegas. I don't see anywhere else throughout the season. I'm really looking to utilize him. Um, a sneaky one. He'll be more, I think once we get to it, us in terms of start sits, it is going to be Colton Montgomery. But he's placed top 15 at Las Vegas Challenge the last three years. So he could be a sneaky survivor pick if you wanted to get real risky with it. Um, but I don't anticipate using Drew um, through, throughout the the rest of the year. So I think Las Vegas is a good one. He's placed top six the last two years. Um, his game fits well for that open course. Um, I, I think he's he's the guy I'm going with for Las Vegas on the FPO side. You have like Katrina Allen's uh, for sure. I think a, a lock to place top 15. She's placed top two the last four years, was third in 2018. But I think for for this one, I'm looking at Haley King. She placed fourth there last year, fifth in 2021, seventh in 2020. So I think... Haley King, she's a kind of like a half-season starter. I think if you can use her at this event, I think she should be looking primed for uh, a top 15 finish. So I like uh, using Haley King to start off the year on the FPO side at Las Vegas. And then going to the Music City Open. Oh, excuse me. Skipped a bit. We're going to Waco. Waco, I got, I'm going with Nico for MPO. And Nico, he's kind of one of those ones where I want to try to use him early. I think Waco's the perfect one. Um, obviously, if you want to go real safe, you could go Paul McBeth with uh, going McBeast at the Beast. But with Nico at Waco, he placed, a, he tied for 10th last year. He won the event in 2021. He was 14th in 2020. Um, I think, Nico, you want to use him early if you can just to potentially avoid another, you know, a blow up in case he doesn't make it through the year. So I think Waco is the perfect opportunity to use Nico. He's he's made that survivor line the last three years and he's repping Lone Star now. So I kind of like going for the, the kind of the Texas guys, you know, like Waco. Open in Austin. I'm looking at Bradley Williams. Um, I know he's performed well at the Open at Belton throughout its history. You could also look at like Emerson Keith. I know Luke Humphreys had that crazy run at Waco last year. Um, you know, he had that crazy start at Vegas and Waco, starting off super hot. I'm a little nervous to go with Luke for Waco this year, but. I think if you're feeling any of those Texas guys, I think this is a nice spot to use them at the start of the year. You know, I'm more of the mindset of if you can use some of these later guys early and, and save some of your big names for for 
the events that you'll know they'll crush them. And we'll get to that later. I like that idea. So definitely Waco and Open in Austin. I'm liking, uh, I'm going Nico at Waco and then Bradley Williams at the Open at Austin for the FPO side. Kind of looking at the same thing, looking at the Texas. Um, so for Waco, I'm going to go Holland Handley and Open at Austin. I'm going Lisa Fakus. Uh, I think Holland is from Austin and looking at her events in Texas, she is only placed outside the top 15 once, and that was at Waco in 2022. So, yeah, I might, uh, the Holland one I might reconsider. Uh, Stephanie Vincent has been one. She's from Austin as well. She's performed well at, at Waco. Let's see. She got seventh in 2021, 16th in 2020. She was eighth in 2018. So, um, that could be another sneaky one. You have the Ario Costruita is from Texas. You have, um, you know, Val Remendahano won it last year, and I think she's supposed to be back by Waco, but. I'm a little nervous to use Val that early with her injury. Maybe Alexis Mondahano could be someone you consider. So Waco for sure is one I'm still a little iffy. I think I definitely want to use Lisa Fakus at the Open at Austin though. So you have some options at Waco. Open at Austin, I'm lo really looking at Lisa Fakus. Um, going to the Music City Open, which is going to be Elite Series now. Uh, I'm going to go Chris Dickerson on the MPS side. You know, with him being from Tennessee, I just kind of like... You'll you'll see a little theme early in terms of targeting players kind of in their home state. Um, Sometimes, you know, I don't know if that philosophy will hold true, but um, Chris at the Music City Open, he has placed top five, it looks like, since 2017. So... First in 2017, first in 2018, first in 2019, second in 2020, fourth in 2021, and first in 2022. So I think you got to go Chris Dickerson at the Music City Open. I mean, he's from Tennessee. I just think that's the spot you got to use Chris. Robot Chicken, the limestone laser in his home state. So, And I'm going to go with Missy Gannon on the FPS side. She won it last year and I think this is this is the spot I'm looking at using Missy Gannon. The Champions Cup major. I'm gonna go with Isaac Robinson in his home state of Georgia for the MPS side. I like um, his chances. He placed 19th there last year, but you know I was also looking at him in Idlewild, but yeah, I think I think Champions Cup I'm willing to take a swing on Isaac there, at least for now. And then uh, I got Paige Pierce. I'm looking at using her um, at the Champions Cup Major. I mean, she kind of crushed it last year. So I think at this one, I'm looking at using Paige um, this early in my predictions. Jonesboro, I'm going to go with the locals. I'm going to go with Kevin Jones and Cat Merch. Both of them are from Arkansas. So 
both of them got big arms. I feel like their game set up well for there, and they both placed top five last year. So really looking at using using them in their home state for Jonesboro. Pretty sweet and simple on those. Um, OTB open. I'm going Simon Lazat. He's just been crushing it there. And FPO, I'm going Jessica Weiss. Uh, I know she's from the California area and looks like she placed 14th there last year and then third in 2021. So um, I like looking at Jessica Weiss for the OTB Open. Um, Portland Open, I'm going GG and Ella Hansen. I know Ella is kind of from, she's from Washington, so that's um, Pacific Northwest area. Uh, I think some of the big arms um, in, in this one will be good. I know GG narrowly let the victory slip away last year. So I am looking at him to definitely get top 15 this year at Portland. And then Ella, man, I'm really looking looking for her to make some big moves all around. And this is the one I'm targeting for her. Just kind of sticking with the uh, home area theme. Uh, dynamic this open I got Maddie O uh, kind of repping the the Emporia area repping for trilogy at the dynamic this open and he's uh, historically done pretty well around there like he got third at Worlds I know he missed DDO last year it was like a DNF um, 2017 glass blunt open he was 18th um he got ninth at worlds in 2016 six at glassbone open in 2016 so i i like maddie oh for the dynamic this open i just think it is it's gonna be a good tournament for him and uh, i got Paige shoe on the fpo side i just think uh emporia is a special place for her so you know, being in Emporia for so long. She's got that connection. I think she will be motivated to play well there. So I, I want to go with Paige Shu for the Dynamic Disc Open, that reunion. The Des Moines Challenge, I'm going to go with Ganon Burr. Um, I think this is where I'm looking at using Ganon. And obviously, Ganon's one of the most consistent guys, so this will be a great um, using him in the hometown um, will be a good spot to use him. I'm sure he'll place top 15 there. And then Sarah Hokum's performed well um, in the past at Des Moines. I think this is where I was. I've looked at her at uh, some other events too. But I think Des Moines Challenge is where we were targeting her. Preserve, I got James Conrad and Katrina Allen. Uh, as far as the preserve, James Conrad has finished fifth in 2022, sixth in 2021, and sixth in 2020 at the preserve. So, top six finishes the last three years. I like using James Conrad at the preserve. And Katrina Allen at the preserve. She placed fourth in 2022, fifth in 2021, and second in 2020. I know she's got that connection with Austin. Hannah being from Minnesota, so maybe the preserve around that area might give a little bit more extra incentive. But Kat, um, I think, is 
she's kind of one of those ones. I mean, she's pretty much, I don't want to say a lock top 15 every week, but um, she is one of those ones if you want to use her. I think the preserve is where you'll be targeting her. Um, going to the PCS Sula Open, this will be a little risky, but uh, I have Greg. I have Greg Barsby. I know he likes the European events. He obviously had the win, uh, exhilarating win last year over Jakob, and uh, I think this is where I'll be saving him. Is for the PCS Sula Open. You can obviously might be looking at some of the local guys around there, just kind of see who will be participating. Um, cause you know, you will, it'll be steeper competition probably than last year. You know, you'll have Macbeth there. You'll have, uh, it looks like a lot more competition. So we'll have to, we'll evaluate to see if, um, Greg is still the, the right choice at PCS. So we'll open, um, you might look at some locals, you know, uh, Oyvind or any of the, the other European players that might be there. FPO, I'm looking at, um, Anakin Steen. She is from... Norway, a back-to-back Norwegian champion. She won it. She won it in 2022. Yeah, she won it last year and won it the year before. So, yeah, I like Anna Kinstein. She is your back-to-back winner from Norway. So, you really probably won't be using her at any other events, really. Um, so she's definitely for sure my gonna be a easy pick for the PCS solo open on the FPS side. Um, European open, I got Eagle. Um, I I just don't know how many events he's gonna play, and obviously he had that. Him and Paul were just you know so far ahead of everyone else last year. I just feel like if Eagle's making it to European open, that's gonna be easy pick for me is to have him and then on the fpo side i'm going evelina solonin this is where i'm looking at using evelina she had a runner-up finish last year so um i think you know you see the the european open not adjusting for the females really going to need some of those bigger arms so i feel like henna or evelina will be a great option for the european open uh ledgestone open i'm going ricky wysaki he definitely has a strong history at Ledgestone. He's got first the last three years at Ledgestone. He was a runner-up in 2019, eighth place in 2018, fourth in 2017, 12th in 2016, and sixth in 2015. So for like one of the most difficult um, courses, you know, most difficult courses with Northwood Black and a guy that's been that consistent at a course like that. That's why I think having this early prep is important because I know for sure I don't want to waste Ricky early. I am saving Ricky for Ledgestone. So I got Ricky at Ledgestone and on the FPO side, I'm going to go with Own. You know, uh, more technical lines on the... At Ledgestone on Northwoods Black, I think Own will flourish. She got second in 2022, 13th in 2020, and then fifth back in 2015. So uh, I just think, yeah, I think Ledgestone's a good course to target Own at where 
maybe some more technical lines, not huge distance, will be prioritized. So I like own at Ledgestone. Um, going to Idlewild, I'm liking Kyle Klein and Ellen Widboom. I know Ellen Widboom really likes Idlewild. She has placed top top 11 there since 2018 so 10th in 2022 11th in 2021 first in 2020 and 11th in 2018 so um ellen widboom is someone who you know you probably really won't be targeting at uh, too many other events so i think if there's an event that she is primed for why not utilize her at idlewild and then kyle klein um this has just kind of been his uh his tournament a bit. I mean, he won it in 2021, got third in 2022, and then still was top 15 with a 13th place finish in 2020. So um, I like using Kyle Klein at Idlewild. He's shown consistency there. Um, going to the Great Lakes Open, I'm going with Calvin Heimberg, Vinny. He's play got first there last year and 13th in 2021 sixth in 2020 and fourth in 2019 um just think i was looking at really him and and um cory ellis maybe for this one you know some big distance lots of elevation change at toboggan so uh just think with his lines the what he's able to those long lasers i just think Calvin at Great Lakes Open is a solid pick. And then for the FPO side, I got Henna Blomarus. I don't think she made it there last year, so we might have to course correct. But it's just like another one of those looking at the distance. I'm like, I think I hadn't used Henna yet. So we'll see um, what the... What the field is looking like what the schedule is looking like at that point but if you're surviving so far and making it to that point um hopefully we won't be slipping too hard if, if we haven't used henna yet um worlds i'm going with i don't know if i have these in the right order worlds i got paul Macbeth. now i'm saving paul for worlds you know i mean who else, if you need top 15 who else is going to be gunning hard at worlds than paul Macbeth? so that's who i'm using and then i'm using I'm saving Kristen Tatar for Worlds. Um, I really just want to see how the early season plays out for her with that elbow. Um, see if she's performing well. So I'm looking at I'm looking at Kristen for Worlds again with the big majors, a lot of competitors. I'm kind of eyeing like the big the big names for that one to make sure you can get that top finish. Um, so for Worlds, I'm looking at Kristen Tatar and. Paul Macbeth, your reigning world champions. I'm looking at them too. Not necessarily repeat, but just get top 15. Um, MVP open. So we'll be getting to the the nitty-gritty. Like if you're surviving at this point, I feel like I've used most of the big names. So at this one, I'm looking at maybe like a deep sleeper i got maybe looking at thomas gilbert's um it is is a one i'm potentially considering he got 19th in 2022 and 9th in 
in 2021. So we'll just have to see what the field's looking like at that point. But early, um, I, I am looking at Thomas Gilbert as maybe a, a sleeper. I'm also definitely looking at Corey Ellis. He had that runner-up finish to Simon last year, and then he got 21st in 2021. So I was also looking at him at Toboggan, but I think... Uh, MVP Open, you can also consider Corey Ellis. And then for the FPO side, I'm looking at Deanne Carey right now. Um, She got fourth in 2022, 12th in 2021, and 16th in 2019. So she is someone that hasn't been utilized yet towards... The end of the year, I'm kind of looking at Deanne Carey to be the pick at that one. And then uh, USDGC. So I had kind of started off with the skip a schedule. Um, so these might be a little bit out of order. But USDGC, if Will Shoestrick is available, that's who I want to go with. I mean, he has such a history at USDGC. I feel like he said he was going to be making some big events. It could be a risky pick. But like if it's at the end... Um, I, I think Will Sustrick or Nicholas Antela, um, he got second last year, you know, that, that runner up to Gannon, uh, haven't used him yet. So that'll be one. I think those two are kind of the guys I'm looking at right now for the survivor picks for USDGC. And then for the FPO side, I'm probably going to go Juliana Corver. Uh, there could be a lot of options at this point. You know, you still haven't used players like Sayananda was seventh last year um you have Emily Beach was 13th last year Katie Tati still haven't used Valerie Mondejano I ha- and and Val is one I'm going to be looking at her ankle injury earlier in the year so uh early I'm kind of looking at Juliana Corver but we'll see who all is left for the survivor picks at that point, because you could be considering, you know, someone else that you haven't utilized if you went a different round or Valerie Mondejano, if she's healthy at that point, um, just looking at, uh, could be looking at some different options there, but leaning Julie and a Corver for that championship experience. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the early, early, early schedule for the survivor picks that we have. Like I said, I think having a, uh, an idea of who you're going to target early is great so that you know where you can save some of the big names. Like if you can get away with using some players who really thrive at certain events and then save the big names for ones like uh, the majors where you know there's going to be a ton of competitors and you really can save the big names for the big events, that's definitely a good game plan. So uh, those are the early survivor picks and and like i said we'll be looking to adjust through the year because you always have momentum though it might be injuries you never know it could be happen but this is my early schedule for the survivor picks for skip base and we'll see if fpo is in there so now that we got the survivor picks out of the way i think it's time to talk a little bit of early season strategy so this will take looking at your league 
in terms of trades. So, like when we when I do fantasy basketball, like the early year, you're thinking of guys who could be a sell high early in the year, and I'm thinking of like I had mentioned Ricky Wysocki. I'm thinking like Nico and the Texas guys. So for Ricky, I touched on it in my draft guide. He has crushed it at Texas States. He's won that. Yeah, he's won that six straight times. He's placed top 13 in Waco 5 the last six years, finished second in the Open and Belts in in 2022 after winning 2021. So like Ricky, you know, he's going to be solid all year, but he always crushes it at the beginning of the year. So I just think when, if your league has trades, I think looking at some sell highs early in the year is something that you can consider to set yourself up for long-term fantasy success. But this is really dependent on your league. So you got to know, A, your league, do you guys have trades? Because if it's skip base, it's going to be, you know, the gentleman's agreement where you're dropping it on waivers. If you're doing your own thing, like on Heiser base, you won't have any transactions. So trades are out the door. Don't even think about, um, you don't even really need to consider the in-season analysis but if you're doing spreadsheets or a different format where you might have trades um, a sell high I think Ricky could be a sell high so maybe looking at like if you if let's say oh this is where you have to know your league but like let's say Calvin gets off to a little bit of a slow start I think you would for sure should try to make the switch from Ricky to Calvin and I wanted to talk a little bit just about like consistency so like um one thing i want to look at doing is not just the average finish but maybe like a standard deviation in terms of looking at their consistency because um like tristan tanner we talked about how he's kind of all over the place you really want players who you who can be consistent and like ganon burr last year was the most uh consistent player on the tour so um, that's something I want to do with my rankings is is do kind of like a standard deviation consistency kind of rankings as well along with the average finish but like with Ricky's Lyme disease I know he put out a video um, talking about his Lyme flare-up you just never know if that could take him out of an event or two later and every event counts so I think if you can maybe sell Ricky high at the beginning of the year for Calvin or a two-for-one that you'd feel real good for about and, and two for ones are always I prefer being on the res, the one side you know I'd rather have the more elite player but if you got a really good deal with two really solid players and I'm blanking on what those kind of like players would be that would make me consider swapping Ricky I'm almost thinking if like you got it would have to be a crazy deal like a James and a like a James and a Chris, like two crazy good consistent values for Ricky. Um, could be something you're considering. Also, like the Texas guys, Emerson Keith. If you have Emerson Keith on your team, he always performs well at, is it the open at, it's Waco or open at Austin. He performs well in the Texas events. So, like if you're looking at Emerson, if you have him on your team, you might just need to know your league. Like you, could pull one over on your league mates and i think this is why it could be fun getting into more public leagues is where you 
could have more amateur players down in the future. Uh, maybe just people who are like a, obsessed with gambling and just want to do fantasy. I think that's what I've run into sometimes with these Yahoo public prize leagues and fantasy basketball is is uh, some people that aren't as competitive. They just like playing so you can maybe pull one over on them. But if you're in a pretty, you know, smartly, your players know what's up. They know they're not going to bite on Emerson um, with a top finish. You know, not going to bite on a, any crazy offers. But uh, I think you could look at guys like Emerson, uh, Bradley Williams, Mason Ford as a Texas guy, Robert Burridge. We'll see how those guys perform and maybe capitalize on an early season, an early season high performance and look at potentially you know, switching them out for a better performer throughout the rest of the year. So these are things that as fantasy managers, we're going to be looking at buy lows and sell highs. And I think you could be looking at some sell highs with the Texas guys early. And then in terms of buy lows, we're going to be looking at what Valerie and Kristen are doing early in the years as they come back from their injuries. So I think they'll both be out for Vegas. We'll see around Waco, I believe is when they're both expected to be back. So that's going to be big. If you're a Valerie Mondahano or Kristen Tatar owner, you're going to be keeping a real big eye on them around Waco. And if you don't have them, you're going to be keeping an eye on them because you might be able to put in a nice little buy low offer if they, you know, look healthy, but maybe don't finish where they're expected. Maybe just probe to see if there's any managers that are panicking a little bit and putting in an offer. But I think those are some potential buy low candidates we could be looking at once they get back from their injuries. So those are some early season strategies I'm kind of looking at is selling high on the Texas guys and potentially Ricky. And then looking at some buy lows on Valerie and Kristen if they're looking healthy at the start. So uh, those were that's what I was looking to go over. Survivor picks, early season strategy, and then throughout the year. We're going to be looking at consistency as well as average finish, as well as the different scoring rankings for these different platforms, and as well as hopefully a little category leagues um, setup as well that I mentioned with Basketball Monster. So um, hopefully have a wide variety of different analysis to really figure out all these players' games. But uh, that should do it. For this episode of Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. Again, I am your host, Matthew Williams. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days. Next episode, I'm not too sure. I think next episode, uh, we have got the foundation for the Chill Disc Days Industry League set. We got a star studded cast for you guys. So, should be coming up in a uh, a week or so. We'll get that date ironed out. But we got Johnny V from Skip Base. We got Evan from Stat Mando. We got Clinton Pipper. We got Jason Phelps. And we got Quentin from Chain Clanker. It's going to be doing the industry draft. So super excited about that. Uh, be on the lookout for that soon. Thank you so much for listening. And may all your bogeys become birdies.